Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, welcome everyone to Pillar to Post here on Fightful Overbooked. I am Jeremy Lambert, and it is a special episode today because our alleged champion is actually here. He's arrived. He showed up to work to defend his title for the first time in forever. We'll bring him on here in just a second. If you don't know, Pillar to Post works like around the horn. I got four esteemed media journalists with the quotes here to banter about the biggest topics in wrestling. Defending his title. He's he's back. He's allegedly here. We shall see. We shall see if he shows up. All right. Defending his title against, though, you know him from Fightful Overbooked, from the Fightful Twitch, from just random stuff. I still don't know how he's actually employed, honestly, as the owner of Fightful. I've been trying to get him fired a lot. For some reason, I can't do it. It's Joel Pearl. Joel Pearl, how are you? Oh, you know, just uh, coming off of some wonderful interviews that I got to do this past weekend, Jeremy, that we're going to we're gonna work on and make the best of. Trey Miguel and Serpentico and RJ City, who buried me for 20 minutes, but we're not going to talk about it. And Channing Decker. So uh, things are good. How are you, Jeremy? should have buried you. Why are you doing interviews? Who who authorized any of this? Well, you know, it, it, that's the thing. You're like, hey, he does stuff on this channel and this channel. And eventually I have to prove my worth somehow. So they're just like, hey, go go like ask people questions and i'm like i can't do that and they're like we'll figure it out so here we are figuring it um, out good good job joel that you're actually doing something i appreciate it also here from fightful overbooked and some other stuff but mainly on twitter just like pissing people off i i think that's what uh she mainly does yeah yeah you she 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 seems shocked in the backstage area there uh from fmc that's maybe what she's best known for well on this work it is share delaware Cher Delaware, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Good. I'm glad you're doing fantastic. <laughs> yes, Kaden, Joel is on this show instead of you. Sorry. Like, what do you what do you want me to do? He's like obligated to do at least a couple shows on Overbook. Like, earn his worth around here. Yeah, otherwise, what are they paying me for? Yeah, exactly. Wait, no, what are they paying me for? I have no idea. I, I I literally asked that question to the fiance last night. Why are we paying Joel Pearl? What, and what her response he was, be nice to Joel Pearl? Yeah, that's that's always her response. For some I reason, she it. likes you. I don't get it. Also here, he, he would only show up if Alex McCarthy showed up. He claims he got Alex McCarthy on the show, which is fine. I don't care who got Alex McCarthy on the show. I'm just happy Alex McCarthy is finally on this damn show. He's back. After he tried to occupy this show for me last week, he's not going to occupy me at all. He's not taking over this show at all. This is my show, but he's here. He's back. 
we know he's gonna lose so it's it's fun to fun to have him around it's sp3 how you doing sp3 i did it ladies and gentlemen i did it you can all thank me uh you can you can dm me no just tag me i don't want your dms tag me on on the twitter machine and you can thank me i have brought dignity i have brought respect i have brought pride to back to this godforsaken show pillar to post and i am the man of the hour i'm here to win I'm here to do everything that this show needs. Thank you. You're welcome, Jeremy. You're welcome. As, as we, we know you're not going to win. I booked this show. I never booking you to win. I just, that's how it goes. Okay. I appreciate that you got Alex McCarthy, though. I do appreciate that. Speaking of, he's here. Wait, 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 he's, wait one moment. Wait one what? moment. What? I, I just wanted to ask you did, you, did you read that contract? that I sent you to get me on this show? Because I saw you signed it, but did you actually read it? No, I can't read. I've said this a million times that I can't read. This man can write, but he can't read. Yeah. Well, I, I'm i not going to win. You're absolutely right, Jeremy. I know I am. I'm not going to win today. You know why? Because I am occupying Pillar to Post. I am the host of this edition of Pillar to Post, ladies and gentlemen. Occupy Pillar to Post is official. Yes, I'm giving myself the solo screen. Occupy Pillar to Post. My daughter did this for me on an iPad. Occupy Pillar to Post. So, no, I am the host of this edition. Yes, I'm going in the one position, not Joel Pearl. I'm the host of this edition of Pillar to Post, and I'll give a real professional introduction. That's Joel Pearl. He's he's Canadian. Uh, that's Cher Delaware. She's a great individual, and she is my challenge sister. So... Great introduction there. And our third guest, some guy that's on this show that I carry every single Monday on uh, FMC, Jeremy Lambert. Wait, no. <laughs> yes. Absolutely not. Who gave you yep. permission? How did you get you access the to any of this? You signed the contract. How did you, you get access it. to any of this? You signed the contract. What is I, happening? I, Remember, I was on Know Your News. Joel was there. I was on Know Your News. No, I don't get invited to this show ever. Jimmy Van, Jimmy Van likes me. He doesn't like you, so he gave me access. Of course, it's a Jimmy Van decision. He gave gave me access to this, so let me give a proper introduction to the reigning, defending, undisputed, real Pillar to Post champion. There is no other champion. He is the man. He is the news editor of Daily Mail Sports. He's the co-host of Talk Wrestling, the co-host of the critically acclaimed Monday Night Live on ITR Clips, and the face and the ace of UK wrestling journalism, my brother from an Irish mother, Alex McCarthy. Champione, champione, ole, ole, ole. So good to see SP3, Joel, and Cher. So good. So good. I must be the longest reigning champion of this show. I must Where? Be. Where I is Connor Casey? How long Connor is Casey's going to be here. How long is my reign, Jeremy? Tell me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You haven't defended Month. your title. I can tell you how many title Month. defenses you have. Months is Zero. 
you have to flick the calendar several times to check my reign, brother. Oh, it's a delight to be here. It really is. Where yes. I Connor Casey was who I was about to introduce. Where, You're, not where Con- shit. You're just a guest. What's the matter with you? Connor Casey could not be here because that was another part of the contract you didn't read <laughs> on my return and on the show that I hosted. We don't, we couldn't have Connor Casey. I know he's filming a new season of Love Is Blind. Uh, he's he's going to leave another woman at the altar. So I couldn't, I couldn't have him on this show. We got the real world champion, Alex McCarthy, here with us. Mate, this is about me, Jeremy. This is absolute nonsense well i'm sorry to to joel and share because i you know i was trying to give you guys a fair shot sp3 is not going to do that enough enough of this talking the people came here to see the show i was it was supposed to be done so i'm gonna get to it leave us in the comments in the live chat all that good stuff super chat donation all of that stuff let's get to the show and we're gonna start off with a a a section, a category that I created myself. It's called the opening bell. It's never been done before here. It is, and we're going to start off with how does Tony Khan handle the CM Punk drama behind the scenes at AEW? And you know what, Jeremy? I'm so giving. I'm going to give you the first crack at this. What was the what was the question? <laughs> oh no, you're muted already. I don't I don't even like how you started that. Share, go ahead. How does Tony Khan handle the CM Punk backstage drama? He keeps his ass out of it. Like you're the boss. You don't need to be involved in the drama with other people. I mean, that's Tony's nose gets in enough stuff. It doesn't need to get in their business too. Also, I don't care about drama between Phil and anyone else. He's like sixty. He's like sixty-five years old. He should probably chill out. Ragging on CM Punk will get you another point. Let's go <laughs> to 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 Joe Pearl. Joe Pearl, how does Tony Khan handle the CM Punk drama with Hangman Adam Page? Him may people thinking he may want to quit. How does Tony Khan handle this? Tony has an entire group of people that he just gave new roles to, updated roles to, and touted all about it. One of them has a podcast every single Thursday on their damn official channel. Let Tony Schiavone and the rest of the talent relations crew deal with the talent. I understand that Tony, you know, he's the guy on top and he does all the curative, blah, blah, blah. But if you're going to show us that there is a much larger pool of of seniority involved at AEW, then guess what? You got to start using them. Let Tony be the last person who hears what's going on so that the creative gets hashed out. The rest of it is just CM Punk, Hangman Page, whoever the hell else needs to get involved, sit down with TR, with Talent Relations, and just hash it out. And then at the end, Talent Relations goes to Tony, says, this is how it worked out. This is what we're doing. Let's move forward. Or this is what we're going to do. And then, you know, we're going to figure it out after that. Good stuff. Jeremy, now you can go, but you better make it good. Are, are you really You're starting you off at negative one? Are you going to let me talk? Can I talk? Okay. Maybe. Here's how I'm handling it if I'm Tony Khan. I'm sitting them down and I'm saying, you guys are adults. Knock this shit off. All right? Don't go, don't go out there and start 
burying each other on unplanned promos and making each other look bad. If if you want to do that, then you know, we're not doing that. Be an adult. That's how you handle it. Just tell them to be adults. I understand it's wrestling, but these these men, as Cher said, they're 65 years old. They, they should be able to handle themselves when it when it comes to this stuff. And I, I know there's a lot of politics and everything in wrestling. There's a lot of unhappy people all over the board in wrestling. Everybody wants to, to be at the top spot and everything. But Tony Khan, yeah, sure. He's got his talent relations and everything. And they, they should have a, a say in a lot of this stuff. But you're dealing with the top of the pecking order here in AEW. And when you're Tony Khan and you're, you're, you're as involved as he is with this stuff, and we know he's very involved, very hands-on with everything, he's got to just sit them down and just be like, look, you can't do this. This is what we're not going to do. Just handle this like adult professionals. That was okay. That was, that was <laughs> fine. All right. Alex, how does Tony Khan handle this CM Punk hangman page drama backstage? Well, first of all, let me say it's a joy to be on Puller to Post. It's a joy to be on Puller to Post. Um, no. I mean, shoot, what's Tony going to do? He's going to sign Braun Strowman and control some narratives or shit, push Colt Cabana. I don't know what he's going to do. Um, but again, it shouldn't be this hard, but he knew what he was getting when he signed CM Punk, right? His dream signing that he's lusted for ever since the forums many moons ago. Um, he, he knew what he signed up for. He seemed overly close. With, you know, that's not being suggestive, but they are, from a booker and wrestler standpoint, very close with these press conferences and, and out of sorts. So it's only going to be Tony that deals with CM Punk in that degree. I don't think he's going to send anyth- anybody else to, to clean up some mess. But no matter how powerful Punk thinks he is, he can't just, you know, be unprofessional and go and talk shit. Uh, And I don't think Hangman's factored into any of the near plans for the world title. And I might be wrong. We'll find out tonight, probably. Um, He just needs to get Punk back in check. But I don't think Tony can by the dynamics of that relationship. So uh, he's kind of made his bed. Pretty much, pretty much so. So there is more to this besides just CM Punk and Hangman Page drama. It's like this overarching kind of story that has been touched on with certain people behind the scenes reaching their breaking point within AEW. Is there any way, you know, around it with the kind of the bloated roster that they've created in AEW for them to ease the tension among the locker room, Joel? Yeah, you have all the AEW originals win a bunch of matches. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not like fully wrong here. You know, Tony, Tony even said it uh, after Undisputed Era or whatever the, the the name is for them beat the the best friends trio at the Rampage or at the Dynamite in Jacksonville. He's like, you know, a lot of times they just have the they wouldn't have the new guys win because we're AEW. It's like, well, we had the new guys win. That's a, it's a break from everything. You know, like the new guys are just kind of always winning. That's that's sort of what's happening. Jeremy, is your name Joel? <laughs> Joel, continue. You you'll get points for what Jeremy said, though. Oh, uh, I you appreciate got, that. You, Thank got, you. you get two points for what Jeremy said because <laughs> I came out of he my thought mouth, I was talking so to okay. him. 
Yeah, it was yeah. a message that I sent to Jeremy just to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? Listen, you when AEW started, they did a similar thing where they or they did some sorry, they did the the original plan which was don't put over the elites, put over the talent that you're bringing in, but you know, they, they were at the time bringing in talent that they were trying to develop and put on TV and make big stars. And then they kind of got away with that by trying to build uh, a little bit quicker and have stars that were established coming in and they wanted to build them. So as a result, we were stuck with, not stuck with, but we were seeing a lot of ex-WWE guys, just established stars, beating the ones that were coming in originally, signed at that poolside event in Vegas, you know, so many years ago. And now we need to return to form. Eventually, yeah, listen, the elite has to win matches. The elite had to go over and start, you know, building the elite because AEW was built on the elite. Now they're kind of lost in the shuffle, and so are the originals. And I think that's a return to form that needs to be re-examined by Tony and and whoever is going to be booking this thing moving forward. Really, just Tony. Let's face it. Pretty much. Now, Jeremy, go ahead. I already made my point. I'm not going to make more points that you can give points. I did. I did ask any of that. You're you're back down to zero. Uh, you had you had one point after your previous point, but you're back down to zero now. Share how how does he ease the tension within the entire locker room now with this kind of bloated roster that AEW has for Tony Khan? Honestly, I don't know if he can. I mean, no matter what, somebody is going to be pissed off. The new people that you bring in and think that they're going to get pushed or the people that have been there since the beginning. I mean, we saw that with MJF, who we now haven't seen in, like, months. <laughs> so, it. I mean, we spoke a couple years ago about how WWE had such – they were hoarding talent. They had everybody and their brother when AEW started, and now AEW has, like, more people than they had – and I get they have the YouTube shows and everything, but like people barely even watch Rampage and it's on actual TV. So I don't know how many people that aren't like fans of those people are watching the YouTube shows because I've watched part of one ever. So I, I just think that he has too many people. And I think that it, we're going to see more of contracts running out like we have seen with Joey Janela and a couple other people, because when someone is on TV for three weeks and then we don't see them again for forever, that's it. It's just weird. And like Athena, Athena debuted a double or nothing. She has not had a, a singles match. Everything has been tag matches. Like what, what's the point here? <laughs> Which of course it, she's a woman too. So she's lucky that she gets on TV, but I don't know. I think that he needs to find a balance and not just um, put the people that he's fans of in everything. Very good point. Alex, how does he ease this tension within the entire locker room? Ah, I, I, as to Cher's point, I'm not sure that you, you do or can. I mean, wrestling by its very nature is a competitive business, right? It's not owed to who should get victories right you know you're labeling different kinds of wrestlers like AEW originals WWE guys you know what, what do you what do you not bring in Brian Danielson because you know an AEW guy should be getting pushed like come on now let's let's be reasonable with WWE at the height of their you know golden era that I would call it around the attitude era when you had rock triple h all of that 
2000, competing hard. It's not all friends backstage. It's not right. Like it's it's a, it is a competition. It is about the best and making the best. You know, the show by virtue of acquiring better talent. Hopefully that trickles down and you have better talent across the show. And Tony just has to do a better job of managing that because a bloated roster, as you know, Eddie Kingston once said, you know, with the, the the tide and boats rising and all that shit. Those who aren't fit, they will make their way out. As Cher said, with the contracts expiring, that seems to be Tony's way. Eventually, they're going to get to a point where Tony is going to have to kind of concentrate the roster. But do you not pick up some of these people that he's picking up? I mean, I know that Andrade and people like that haven't had like a great run that some people would have liked. But do you not pick up Andrade? No, you do. And then you hopefully try and find ways to maximise them. And it's not all going to be instantaneous. But I do think you pick up the best talent you can. And then it works itself out, providing you've got the right senses that Tony, you know, has generally shown that he does. Um, but we all know he's a meticulous booker as well. So adjusting for a situation, as you're suggesting right now, that he should, I'm not sure is really in his plans. He's he's a very detailed guy um, that probably has a lot mapped out already and certainly maybe won't be, certainly maybe, won't be accommodating um to, to whims of people backstage, unless it's CM Punk. I don't know how yeah. much he actually has mapped out. Like, what, look at what All Out is right now. They, yeah. I assume they're going to announce the matches tonight. It seems like we're going to get Jungle Boy and Christian. Seems like we're going to get Athena and Jade. Maybe, but I don't know if he's going to. We have FTR and Wardlow just teaming, which is fine. <laughs> I don't need Jay Lethal on my television as much as he's on my television. They're just guys that I don't need that often that are still kind of being featured. And there's a lot of just like, let's do matches and not always let's do like stories. And some of the stories mm -hmm. they do yeah. just aren't really my cup of tea. And I'm looking at House of Black stuff. I've and made can I get some Buddy Matthews? Can I get some Buddy Matthews matches? He does one fill-in match against Serpentico. Bless Serpentico. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wait, can I get an actual Buddy Matthews banger? Yeah. Pat, shout out, give me more shout out to Buddy Matthews, who uh, had a banger match at Super Kicked in Toronto. You can find that on YouTube, by the way, this past weekend. Well, I'm glad he had All a banger right. match somewhere. Uh, he had yeah. to. He was in a trios <laughs> match with his buddies in House of Black, so at least they wrestle somewhere. Yeah, it is It is kind of crazy that Buddy Matthews hasn't had a singles match on Dynamite. Uh, like you said before, Cher Athena hasn't had a singles match on AEW Dynamite. He, Tony just overall just needs to get better with the booking, especially if he's going to be in complete control of it. But I'm going to give you guys the control with our second question. That's my co-host here. Huh. RM in the background. Um, with the second question here, I'm going to give you the control as the booker. We'll start with Cher here. And I want you to book Johnny Gargano up until WrestleMania 39. Ooh. Johnny Gargano returned on this past Monday's Raw. How would you book 
Johnny Gargano up until WrestleMania 39 next year? I feel like that's a difficult question to answer because we don't know who else Triple H is going to be bringing back. And I'm pretty sure we know he's going to be bringing back more people. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's pretty obvious at this point. Um, Gargano was obviously one that was very important to him because the other ones all got leaked and they did not have Gargano in the script. They kept him hidden all day. Like, I literally found out five minutes before when he went into Gorilla. And I was like, uh, what? And I still cried when he came out. <laughs> so, you know, but I think that that's, that's a difficult spot to be in because you just don't know what's happening. And we don't know what the hell is going on with Roman. We talked about this the last time I was on here. Like, what are they doing? with these titles are they gonna have drew win one of them they're not gonna have drew lose at this show like i i mean i wouldn't think that triple h would do that like eh. but i don't i don't know what they're doing with it but i do think that he should get a good spot in the royal rumble i think he should be like one of the one of the people that goes the distance in the rumble because he can and they last year's world rumble sucked or this year whatever it was terrible i was there it was awful it was a bunch of people that nobody gave a shit about so have johnny's music hit first or second and come out and go until the end he's not gonna win it but he can get a good showing there and then build something for wrestlemania with him they're there's so many factors, like with Cody. We don't know when Cody's going to be back. Cody's probably going to come back and win the Rumble. Like, you just don't know what's going on. So it's hard to be like, he should go against this person at WrestleMania. Because who the hell knows? It's not Vince running the show anymore. Because if it was, he would not be working there. So... <laughs> we, know, we know that much, at least. But that was fine. That was fine. Um you would have got more points if you would have gave me a match for WrestleMania. So that's a hint for everybody else. Jeremy, go ahead. How would you book Johnny Gargano up until WrestleMania 39? Up until WrestleMania 39? Um, I'd probably, like, I'd just probably have him have, like, banger matches. I like Cher's idea of having a long spot in the Royal Rumble going into WrestleMania 39. Johnny Gargano, maybe... I don't know if Seth should be Intercontinental Champion, but Johnny Gargano, Seth, Seth was the Rollins, first person I thought of. Johnny thought Gargano, of Johnny. Seth Rollins, Inter Intercontinental Championship. I'm I'm putting the belt, I'm putting the Intercontinental title on Johnny Gargano at WrestleMania. That's his big win, at least this year, is he wins the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. I think Seth Rollins would be a great opponent for that. I don't know if Seth being Intercontinental Champion makes a ton of sense. Like go go Gargano and Gunther. Like have Gunther hold the title all the way up until even though I think uh, Sheamus is, is going to end up winning it at, at Cardiff, but Gunther can uh regain it and then he can beat Gunther at at uh, WrestleMania. But I'm putting the Intercontinental title on Gargano at WrestleMania. That's my big cap for Gargano into WrestleMania. That's pretty good. Good effort there, Jeremy. <laughs> um, Joel, how would you book Johnny Gargano up until WrestleMania 39? So first of all, I was in the crowd in Toronto this past Monday for that return, and it yeah. was absolutely bonkers. And it was so cool because 
there's a there are a lot of people who knew who Johnny was in the crowd, but a lot of people who also were just like either waiting for the other shoe to drop and for someone else to walk out. But at the same time, that would have made no sense. Uh, but either way, like the second he walked out, it, the place just went absolutely nuts. Like it was it was a real reaction. As to how I would book him to WrestleMania, I know a lot of people are talking about singles titles, but I'm going to bring you guys to a tag title run with a renewed DIY. And how I started is we're going to do Gargano in theory. Gargano's going to win and theory's going to keep losing because that's money in the bank for you and it still hasn't changed. After that, because we have a little bit of the way involvement and we have Miz and Dexter Loomis kind of interacting, we're going to get a renewed team of Gargano and Dexter Loomis working together to take on the Miz and Ciampa. And then after Gargano and Dexter beat Miz and Ciampa, Ciampa's going to be like, fuck the Miz. This guy's awful. And we're going to have a reunion of DIY. They're going to call it the DIY. And it's going to be Gargano, Dexter, Indy, and Ciampa. And then DIY is going to run the gamut. Uh, maybe Gargano and Ciampa are in the rumble. And then Gargano gets tossed out by, let's say, one of the bloodline members, Anuso, or maybe Sammy. Either Let's say it's Anuso. And then eventually we're going to get to DIY versus the Usos in a ladder match for the tag titles at WrestleMania. Oof. And that's how we got there. Oof. Easy pop for me. You said ladder match at a WrestleMania. That gets you another point there. Got to do good it. Work. Good work. Good work. Alex, how do you book Johnny Gargano up until WrestleMania 39? I mean, similarly to Joel's point, the temptation is to work it to Champa Gargano. I know we've all seen it now, like infinite times, but you know, the WWE way of thinking, if you haven't seen it on the main roster, you haven't seen it. Um, and, and also it's guaranteed to be good in front of, of a larger audience. So Triple H will know you can bank on that. Similarly to when Walter and Tyler Bate went in NXT UK, anyone who's watched Progress would know what that match looks like. And a lot of NXT UK fans did know what it looked like, and they still went to Cardiff and thought, Jesus Christ, what a match this is. So Gargano and Champa can also do that. I, I similarly, I'm just stealing loads of ideas here, it seems. But like Jeremy said, Listen, get Gargano in there with a Chad Gable. Get, get some points. Hey, Alex now. has agreed with me. Give me points. <laughs> it, some points. There are lots of people on the main... This is becoming a more wrestling show uh, on a weekly basis, and that's where Gargano can shine. Give him time. You've got Rey Mysterios. You've got Riddle. You've got Chad Gable, as I mentioned. And Rollins. You have a bunch of people that he can tear the house down with on a weekly basis. Put his best foot forward let him do that and then you can play into the story uh down the road of gargano and, and champa and perhaps they do start as a tag team you know he 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 hates on his cleveland brother the miz and takes away um champa and you know and it but it's all like a foil maybe just to get back at champa because of the way the last thing ended in nxt triple h seems like he's going to allow the black and gold heritage to be played out on the main roster. The the way this Monday is a surefire sign of that. Um, so I think the temptation would be too great to not have them circle each other in some fashion. Uh, the Royal Rumble is another great spot for him, as Cher mentioned. And maybe you play into there where, you know, they, oh, we're friends. No, we're not. One of them chucks each other out. You know what WWE do. You watch it every year. Um, so I, I think... Champa makes the most sense, but a mid-card run does have its merits for Gargano if you're going to make one of those titles like a workhorse title. But that does I mean, that seems to be the way Triple H has given them a lot more love since he took over 
Um, I just think if you were going to bank on what Gargano can do, his first major out in WrestleMania, you would say Tampa. I'm going to give you two extra points for sealing Jeremy's idea. And <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to give share two points for putting a dog on. Great dog. Look at that. She's, she's you just got, admitted it was a good idea. And, and Joel, noble Joel um, you're Canadian, right? <laughs> Last I checked, yes, I am. I have a passport and everything. I don't believe I'm gonna give this. you three points for that. So you you got uh so so Jeremy, who's your favorite team again? Your favorite basketball team? The the great Los Angeles Lakers. I, I love them. <laughs> LeBron James just signed a big deal. Absolutely love LeBron. He's sticking around long term. I, I just I just asked you one question and yeah. you lied. You lied to me. So negative one. So you're what back happened, on the four. What happens if um, Kevin Durant comes to the Lakers? Ask him. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Trust me. We'll get to that. So after the opening bell, uh, the scores are as as follows. Jeremy has four. Uh, Alex has 15. Uh, Joel has 13 and Cher has 14. So pretty even all across the board. <laughs> Good job, Jeremy. We'll start with you as we're going to move into buy or sell. Jeremy, starting with you, I'll unmute you now. Buy or sell John Moxley versus CM Punk 2 headlining AEW All Out in Chicago. I don't know why you went buy or sell the usual title of this segment is push or bury because it's wrestling related, but you know, whatever. Hey, it's, it's push or bury. No, it's buy or sell. I'm making it buy or sell. Don't tell me what I'm doing. Negative, negative two for that. <laughs> Not, and, I, and, I, and I'm muting you and we'll move on to Joel. Joel, buy or sell Punk versus Mox 2 headlining all out. Assuming sell means I don't want it. I'm, I'm I'm selling it off. I don't I don't I don't want it at all out if they're gonna run it tonight on Dynamite. We did this once. They did this for the first rampage with you know with Christian and Kenny for the Impact World Championship. And while I may love Impact and I talk about it every Thursday on the main channel, I don't need this to be an AEW world championship, interim world championship match. And then they say, well, now it's for the real championship because we have a champion. So we're going to run it again at All Out. What they did at All at what they did a couple of years ago was basically run it back and then add a whole bunch of schmuzz and overbooking and just stuff that made the match fine. But also, All Out that year was more about CM Punk's debut than it was about anything else. So that match just kind of existed, the Christian and Kenny match. Uh, this year, it's Punk in Chicago. And you don't want to run the same match twice because I just think it's silly. And honest to God, I'm really starting to feel like they're doing this tonight because Punk didn't want to lose in Chicago. So TK said, fine, you'll lose in oh Cleveland. I think it's Cleveland or Cincinnati. Cleveland tonight, yeah? It's Ohio. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter. It's in Ohio. It's a big place. <laughs> it's Cleveland. You, Yes, you could talk now, Jeremy. Jeremy, they are going to be there. I'm, gonna be oh, I'm very proud of you. Congratulations. You're going to be in a place. Buy or sell <laughs> Mox versus Pug 2 headlining all out. Me? I speak? Yes, you. Sell. You can speak. Sell. Punk MJF. That's what's headlining all out to. Punk wins tonight. 
clean, and then that's how his music goes, right? That's He's good. coming yes. out. That's perfect. Good yeah, thank you. That's the bit version. Uh, he's coming out and he's just going to stand there and that's going to be it. He's just going to stand there, close, close the show with, uh, close the show with the big confrontation, big cliffhanger, and then see you next week for the final dynamite and rampage before all out. So it's punk MJF two, three, whatever match they're at three. That's what's headlining all out. See, you gave a good answer. I gave you a bunch. I know of I did. All my answers you, have been good. Everybody's stolen them, and you reward them. I won't give you any negatives for that, but you're speaking out of turn once again. I just want to make sure that you understand you can't speak out of turn on SP3's pillar to post. Uh, Alex, buy oh. or sell Mox versus Punk 2 headlining all out. Sell. Um, I mean... If this was WWE and they were doing it the week before, you know what would be up. There's going to be a screwy DQ finish or some shenanigans, but AEW seldom do that, which leads me to believe there is going to be a true winner tonight. And I think it's going to be Punk, even more alarmingly. Um, I mean, he didn't get his run, so okay, let's see what they actually did have up their sleeves. And Muxley's done great as interim champion, but as we discussed on Monday, his run is his run. That's what he does. He just has matches after match and he's like a machine and, and that's great. But okay, let's see what Punk's going to do as champion. My only issue with the MJF take is, you know, again, AEW would have to compromise the ranking system. Would they, would they not to have MJF just come in? They and don't say, hey. care about the ranking system. Are you talking? They don't <laughs> give a shit about the rank. Speaking out of turn once again, you know, I'm not going to give you any negatives because you 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 close the gap somewhat. <laughs> but continue, Alex. Yeah. So I mean, I, I know that the story would play into it, though, right? Am I? If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, MJF did beat Punk in Chicago um, yeah. when he did beat him. So twice. I guess, yeah. So well, technically, yes. So that would be the thing, right? Can Punk redeem that? But then MJF being the biggest start to come back. I just don't see outside of MJF what they can do. Maybe you have Adam Page, but he's kind of fixed into other things and that doesn't seem like it would have been the plan otherwise. Kenny is kind of just back still selling his injury stuff. Um, Would you do a weak build for that? There aren't many places you can go with just a week left other than MJF because it has the built-in story with Punk from beforehand. So I think it's getting messy. I wouldn't have advised, not that TK gives a fuck about what I advise, but I wouldn't have said, do it the week before the pay-per-view. I can't think of a great example of that working off the top of my head. Um, But alas, I do think Moxley is not going to be factored in at all out. They're not going to run it back there. It will be Punk and someone. Share, buy or sell, Punk, Mox 2, headlining all out. Uh, sell when they announced that this match was going to happen tonight it felt very Vince McMahon to me it felt very we gotta we gotta get this done right now and like I don't want the shenanigans I don't want to see it again at all out I will be at all out honestly I love Mox Phil is Phil, but I don't really think that either of them need to be the world champion right now. 
like Mox is just Mox. Like everybody's gonna love Mox whether he's got the title or not. And like he was great as the interim champion. But even when Phil won it, I was like, okay, what now? Like, I, I, it's just, it was kind of like, oh, he got another world title reign, you know, because he's 75 years old. But, like, I don't, they're not really building any story for that. Like, he came back and it was just going to be him and Mox and, like, okay, whatever. But then Mox had other stuff going on. So it's just kind of like, okay, now we're throwing this together. I have no interest in seeing Punk and Hangman again. Like, and I, I love Hangman, but I don't like when things are, we've got beef backstage, so we're going to make this into the world title. Like, that's, that's just stupid to me to throw that together because of that. And I really, I think that Jeremy's right. I think the only person that it really can be is MJF. And that would be a perfect way to bring him back. I mean, next week, they're in Chicago the entire week. So bring him back tonight and then, you know, he can come out and shit all over Chicago next week. And like they got to do something other than that, though, because I can promise you I will probably leave early if they do the same match at the pay-per-view that they're doing tonight. You got two extra points for stealing Jeremy's idea. Um, so why do I get these points for them stealing my idea? All I said was it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my yeah. ideas are good. Share elaborate. There you go. She elaborated. She elaborated. She elaborated better than you. She sold me on it you better. Mute me. <laughs> I can't control. I can't control how this mute button goes. You speak out of turn. That's just how it happens. Now let's move on to the next topic. Buy or sell, we'll start with Cher on this one. Kazuka Okada winning the G1 Climax 32 tournament. He defeated Will Ospreay last week on Thursday to win his fourth overall G1 second straight. Buy or sell? Buy, because I don't like Billy. So I was glad that Billy lost, and he's also as smart as a piece of wallpaper. So that was even better that he lost and he's broke. Just ask Seth Rollins. God. Good God. That was that was such a, a slaughter. Great job. Two extra points for that slaughterhouse. Uh Alex, buy or sell Kazuko Okada winning the G1 Climax 32 turn. I wouldn't even know that he won it if it weren't for you. <laughs> ah, <you're welcome. laughs> I ain't got time to watch G1. How did you how did Jiri do? Someone tell me. I don't know. Tajiri? Uh, what? Yeah, Tajiri was in it. He was good. Tajiri. Tajiri. Hey, don't, bes- don't besmirch that name. Mute this man. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> nah, I know Ricardo's approaching the record, and I know that, you know, Will Ospreay, I know all of this because of SP3. And I know um, about Osprey and, and again, him coming close, not quite being able to do it. Um, I have seen his posts and whatnot. Uh, it depends what it leads to down the road, I guess, for Ricardo, but. I don't really care. I've got to be honest. I don't really care. Uh, I, someone fresh winning the G1 would have been cool. There you go. I've said it. You didn't say buy or sell. So I'm going to play fair and I'm going to go negative one for you. Um, Jeremy, buy or sell Okada winning the G1 Climax 32 turn. I mean, it happened. So I buy it. It, it, it legitimately 
Was it a good decision? What you know what I meant? Don't play games with me. I mean, Jesus you guys, sometimes you got to clarify these things. All right. Uh, Moving on to Joel Pearl. Joel Pearl, buy or sell? Was it a good decision? Kajuka Okada winning the G1 Climax 32 tournament. I am going to reluctantly buy. And the reason for that is we are coming, uh, Japan specifically, coming out of pandemic restrictions, having had so much on those restrictions, no clapping, no sound. And that turned off a lot of viewers. A lot of people were not paying attention to New Japan for the last two years. And so as a result, you're coming back slowly. They're starting to introduce the cheering sections and the clapping sections and all that stuff. And as we get closer to Wrestle Kingdom, it feels like barring any other health issues, we're going to start having cheering again, or at least the section cheering, whatever it is, noise will be made. What do you do for that? You got to get the hottest star on top of the promotion ready for, you know, for Wrestle Kingdom. And that's Okada. For all intents and purposes, that's the guy that you go with. He's the hot guy. You could have gone with with Naito, but they've tried it before. It didn't really work so well. Osprey, I, I fully agree with Cher. Like, no, thanks. That's not, not no interest there. Uh, looking at the, the final standings, like Okada made the most sense. The only other person uh, that I would have looked at, I don't know, Jonah. <laughs> I, I just, I love Jonah, but he's also not signed to the company full time. So what would you do? Uh, but that's where I stand. Okada's fine because you're restarting this company and you're trying to make it hot for a new year. Very good answer. I'm going to give you another shot, Jeremy. Don't let me down. Buy or sell, was it a good decision, Okada winning the G1 Climax 32 tournament? I will buy because they need someone to headline the Tokyo Dome. Gato hates Tetsuya Naito. Just I don't know what Naito did to him, but he just absolutely hates him. Uh, Okada's their biggest star. He's their top draw. I thought it was kind of always just going to be him, and I think it's going to be him and Jay White. That's probably the biggest match they can do right now. They should probably make somebody else. Doesn't seem like they have any desire to do that, but fans are going to be back cheering here on the next tour. And I think that's a big part of it. Everybody wants to go crazy for Okada. So they'll have him be a big focal point and everybody wants to boo Jay White. So they'll have him be a big focal point heading into Wrestle Kingdom. They'll do that big match at Wrestle Kingdom. And then maybe next year they will start to create some, some new stars that aren't Okada and, and Okada. <laughs> It feels. Hold you, on, you I will. Said, it, it feels like coming out of the G one, they were trying to do something with Tama Tonga too. So like, I just had. I yeah, got to put wow. that out there. And while Tama Tonga has been there choice. for a long time, I get it. But as a singles competitor, maybe there's some push ahead for Tama Tonga. I feel like they they tried to do that with him when he was you know de facto leader of the Bullet Club after uh, they they turned on the elite guys and it like really never. Went they anywhere. messed this, that up though. Yeah, and I don't trust them to do this well because they, they should have done this with Sonata years ago. And they, Gato doesn't pull the trigger on any of this. So, sure, it might seem like they're trying to do something with Tamataga. I hope they do. I don't mind Tamataga, but I don't trust that it's actually going to happen. I'm yeah. going to give Jeremy three additional points because what? he said the magic words of all this. Gato hates Tensuya Naito. Naito was the right decision. I said this on the show weeks ago. Naito should have won. He had the story, and Gato just said, I hate him. He speaks Spanish. I'm done. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on. This is the final, final topic of buy and or sell. First time ever. Another first time ever on this show, courtesy of SP3's Pillar to Post. 
and we'll start with Jeremy again. Jeremy, I'm gonna give you another shot. You're 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 closing the gap. Is NXT Europe gonna get off the ground next year? No, I think it's Buy gonna yourself. remain in Europe, so I'll sell. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. <sighs> Always let me down. Minus two. Uh, back down to 15. Uh, Alex McCarthy, you are the face and the ace of uh, UK wrestling journalism. So we'll go to you next. Buy or sell NXT Europe getting off the ground next year? Buy that it, that it happens, if that's the grander question here. Um, getting off the ground. I guess that could be interpreted in many different ways. Like, I don't know how successful you're expecting it to be. Um, kind of alarming the amount of people they let go from NXT UK. I mean, not so much some of the talent who went, but, you know, someone like Amel, the only French star that you had, if this is NXT Europe, what are you doing? You know, they kept Oliver Carter from Switzerland. And, you know, there's a few others like that. What are they going to do? Move people back from NXT? You know, Italians and, and all. I don't know what it looks like, but it seems like they're not really going to have a hub. So you've got Germany, France and England and, and uh, probably the hotbeds. You're going to operate with that. The people that I spoke to who departed this week, and I spoke to a good six or seven, all of them were like, we don't know what the fuck was going on. Like they had very, very little communication from the company leading up to the departures, but they all had that bad feeling primarily because of the lack of communication tapings canceled, all of that stuff. They have been put on the back burner and a couple of them who will remain nameless said that they had some big plans for the Cardiff weekend. Then the Vince stuff happened and it just kind of hmm, down the totem pole just all gets forgotten about. Um, you would think with triple H entering the fray again, that'd be good for them, right? He's like, the savior of British wrestling in the, in the WWE narrative they like to spin him and Shawn Michaels like we love you guys we think you're great so we're just gonna we're just gonna gut every promotion that you've got um, and then ultimately what have they really kept you've got British Strong Style and, and a couple of others right like the women's division was full of talent and you know again they've they've let go of quite a few there so are they gonna go on a recruitment drive they'll they'll need to if they're gonna get the promotion going which makes the release is all the more puzzling. Don't see how Flash and uh, Mandrews really can't figure that one out. That was probably the best tag team they had. They could have easily done well on the main roster. I, I'll make a prediction now. They'll do well in AEW. I have I have a sense that they'll, they'll be going on a tag team run. Um, it's very hard to figure out why some of those releases happened. So do I think it'll get off the ground? Yes, because Triple H has already kind of committed to it. And I know Shawn Michaels is going to head it up, but ah, you're taking away. Who's going to be the, the, the face who's going to be your, your draw yeah. per se. I, I don't know the answer to that right now. Cause if you're looking at just the people they've got left, nobody really. Joel buy or sell NXT Europe getting off the ground next year. If it's the general idea of them getting off the ground, I buy it because you've got a multi-million dollar company. They're not going and they're not going to not do the, the the work to get it off the ground. Whether or not it's successful is another question. Uh, something that Alex pointed out, releasing everyone from their contract. Honestly, it just felt like they said, well, we're not doing anything with you right now. So why don't we just let you go until, you know, and do whatever the hell you want until we decide whether or not we're going to bring you back. Uh, talent like Amel, 100%. I love her to bits. I think she's a 
absolutely. phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal star potential. Uh, and it just felt like anyone, it, it almost felt like they asked, and again, I don't know, it felt like they asked a bunch of wrestlers, hey, you want to come to Orlando for a few months and just, you know, hang out, do some stuff? And some of them said yes. We saw some of them already. And some of them said, nah. I don't want to do that. And they said, okay, well, we'll see you, you know, we'll see you when we re-sign you, if we re-sign you. Um, some of the talent absolutely won't go back. Some of the talent will probably find their way back. Calling the product NXT Europe to me made more sense because you're working with ICW, you're working with Progress, you're working, you're, it's not just UK. And for us, you know, North Americans, we UK, it usually just means, you know, Britain, England, exactly. And and that's not it. We know that we, it should be established that there are more companies that are being where WXW in Germany is another one, right? There are all these partnering companies that have been working with, bought out by whatever you want to call it with WWE. So NXT Europe was almost a necessary rebrand, uh, but it felt like they had to get their house back in order in order to actually make the house work. So it's a rebuilding and whether or not it works, that's completely up to uh, how much people buy in and how much of the talent want to come back once they start again. And by the way, the big star that you can that you can pull on, he's out right now. He's wearing a boot. His name is Ilya Dragunov. Mm. And he's one of the guys that you can absolutely True. pull from. So that's one of the, like, again, I'm not going to fantasy book my way through it, but like, Braun Breaker wins this title, and then eventually the NXT Europe champion starts, and it's going to be Ilya. And Ilya, you can have Ilya beat Braun Breaker and become the NXT champion, whatever it is. Like, there is, there's a pathway to make Ilya the guy that's known both in Europe and uh, in the U.S. while they're rebranding NXT Europe. Good point on the Ilya Dragunov. Uh, we'll go to share next. Buy or sell NXT Europe getting off the ground. Uh, like the others, I buy that. I mean, it's, that it'll happen, but I don't think that it's going to be. Did we, oh. did we lose share? We're there. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry. We're back. My, my mom was trying to call me. Um, I don't think that it's going to be like the like some big thing, honestly. Um, I think that it's hard to say Shawn Michaels is going to head this up when Shawn Michaels is also heading up NXT in Orlando, and Shawn Michaels is not he he's he can't travel back and forth like that and do both. I mean, he just he's also seventy five years old. He did he did do it remotely when they were doing the BT stuff. Yeah, and I'm that's not the same though. No, like no. and Triple H before could do a lot more traveling. He can't be going over there now. Stephanie can't. I mean, and they've got kids too. Like they need someone that is like cuz Sean is the head of NXT now. I mean, they need someone that is Sean there. I think to for it to find the success that they want it to have and they may have someone in mind to do that or you know, whatever they could have just like not fired William Regal, but um, mm -hmm. I, I I think that it's not gonna be what some people are hoping that it will be. Congratulations, Jim Smallman! You have a promotion. There you go, Jim. <laughs> Good old Jim, the MC, going up in the world. Jeremy, you need about a ten-point answer here. So buy or sell NXT Europe getting off the ground. And you can't okay. say what we said. I'm going to buy, and I won't repeat all the information you guys said. Okay, I will throw a name at you since Alex McCarthy just said I talk to people. I, I I listen to people on record, namely Amir Jordan, who said that 
you know, he he offered to go to Florida. He offered to go to Orlando. And they were like, ah, no, like, we're going to release you. He did. He was never offered NXT Europe. He didn't know what this was about. So that was never on the table. Uh, so that is somebody who's on record saying that he offered to go to Florida. And that was, it wasn't there for him. And that he, because he wants to be on SmackDown. That was his big thing. And also, you know, NXT Europe was not offered. I'm going to buy this getting off the ground. And let me tell you why, SV3. Please don't mute me. This is a very important point, okay? This is going to get off the ground because unlike unlike Chris Paul, that choke artist, I have complete faith in Shawn Michaels and Triple H and the WWE regime. They can send Fit Finley over there to do some work. They can get the WXW guys to do some work. They, Jim Smallman, who was mentioned, whoever's running progress now, they can get them. But Triple H, he doesn't, he doesn't choke. Triple H is a champion, unlike Chris Paul. Triple H is not going to fail. Shawn Michaels, a champion, unlike Chris Paul. They, they're not choke artists like Chris Paul, all right? So NXT Europe, it'll get off the ground. It'll be successful by the greatness of NXT Europe, which is not a country NXT Europe. It's a thing, a brand, global brand. Unlike Chris Paul, who's not a brand. He's a choke artist. Europe is a continent, just so yeah. you know. What are these that parallels? Was, Chris Paul and a continent. Outside of not knowing a difference between, uh, you know, a continent and a country. That's a 12-point that's a answer. He, he shot, he Europe, shot from, that's a brand. That's some real bullshit right there. SP3. He shot from half court. He shot from half court. <laughs> Can't 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 deny it. He shot from half court, and he, he went out there. He made the buckets. Uh, Alex McCarthy, though, you 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 are you are kind of the low man at this point. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you a chance though to take all of Jeremy's points. <laughs> what? Are you a fan of Chris Hall? Yes. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I commend I commend your your bravery, your mm. bravery. Even though that is the wrong answer, I go. commend your bravery so much. I'm gonna give you all of Jeremy's points. So Jeremy, friends, you friends tell each other's the truth. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So so Jeremy with zero points, and Alex McCarthy taking all of your points. So now Alex McCarthy, I have to do quick math here. He has 52 points. Well, we know Kate is better at points. than you are, SP3. This, this is hey, a I did, it, I did it right off the bat. 29 plus 23. That's 52. So now with Alex McCarthy with 52 points, he is the high man. Uh, Joel Pearl has 28. Cher Delaware has 28. And Jeremy with zero points. You are now eliminated. Any final words? This is all bullshit. I agree with Kaden. This is bullshit. If you're going to be at AEW Dynamite tonight, come see me. Come say hi. I'll be wearing, representing the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Fuck Kevin Durant. That's enough. <laughs> All right. So, can we read we this are super chat? To, <laughs> we are down to three. I will, I will read the super chat that we have here uh, from Cyclops, who says, Jeremy getting too sassy and uppity, taking all points. Yes, uppity. all points. Uppity, uppity, uppity. Take. <laughs> I took. I took all his points. He's he's gone. He's eliminated. All is fair in love, war, and political post. Very so, legal. yes, absolutely. So 
our next round here is a special one. It's a special one. It is my creation, my real creation. SPs three. So I need three reasons why this should or shouldn't happen. So the first one is should Sami Zayn dethrone Roman Reigns as the WWE undisputed universal champion? We will start with Cher Delaware. Three reasons why he should or why he shouldn't. Yes. Okay. Whichever, 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 you know, plane you I'm going to, I'm going to say that he should. And, uh, reason number one, have you seen his hair? Exactly. I also have that shirt. Um, reason number one, have you seen his hair? Reason number two, Sammy is one of the most entertaining people I have ever seen in my life. Even when he's not trying to be entertaining, he is entertaining and he's a little neurotic and I relate to that. Um, and reason number three, then his documentary can finally be released and we can see about them, you know, like trying to hold him down. Like also that reaction, I mean, obviously he was in Canada, but that reaction was insane. Like I was told by someone there that it was the loudest reaction they had heard since they went back touring. And I mean, that includes Becky's return and all of that. Like, it was insane. He was over like Rover in Montreal. Mm. Three very good reasons why Sami Zayn should dethrone Roman Reigns. Joel Pearl, where do you stand? Give me three reasons why. I love my fellow countryman, Sami Zayn. I do. I think the world of him as a human being, as a wrestler, as a performer, as everything... However, I do not think that he should dethrone Roman Reigns at this juncture. I want Sami Zayn putting us, he's got us on a ride right now, and I love it. I'm looking forward to, as everyone cheers Sami, I'm looking forward to Roman and the Usos turning on Sami, thus creating an a, just a baby face fire in Sammy that we haven't seen in so long. And I want that title match at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship to be roman and Sami Zayn, and that's that's where i would book it because listen we know what the rumble's like usually don't have a title swap but you usually have one hell of a championship match and that's the one i would do meanwhile i would have kevin owens come back as he's on his prize fighter uh, streak have him and sammy be friends again let's give them that tag team rub maybe let them have a a, a nice little friendship they don't have to win championships right away but they could be friends again and as we have this renewed potential refresh for Sami Zayn, there will be other opportunities for Sami to win the WWE Championship, but it's not going to be against Roman Reigns. I'm not there yet. I could be, but I'm not there right now. I didn't ask you to book anything. I needed three reasons why it I gave should you three or reasons shouldn't happen. You, got them. you did not. You did yes, not. I you just did. booked it. You're, you're muted. Uh, <laughs> Alex, give me three reasons why Sami Zayn should or shouldn't dethrone Roman Reigns. Listen, you know what I'm going to say. He should dethrone Roman Reigns. And uh, reason number one is the man hasn't even had a world title run yet. It will like, what, we five, six years deep into more than that, right? Then of him on the main roster, he's continuously proven to be just the most entertaining aspect of any show that he's on. And he can go in the ring like no other. When he first arrived, that was like 
the 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 perception of Sammy. Yeah, he can go, but had he really like acclimatized to WWE's outlandish characters and and all of that stuff? And he, you know, we all know that he could do with El Generico, but he really has found his voice over the past few years with just how entertaining. He really is. Second reason, the honorary use is one of the best storylines in the company, bar none. There is so much potential of how you can branch out that story. I'm still upset they went with Austin Theory for the briefcase instead of getting Sami Zayn have it, and you can have it in-house, the story in the bloodline. You could see Sami going, I wouldn't do that to you, Roman. I promise you I wouldn't do that to you. And then we all know one day he bloody well would. Cher, what do you want to say? What yes. you got? I also kind of felt like Sammy would have been good to win the, is it the U.S. or the Intercontinent, whatever the hell title that is. Mm. Like, he's an honorary oose and he's got a title in with him and everything. Like, I I thought that that would have been a good part of that, too. Exactly. There are so many different ways you can branch off uh, from that storyline. But but three, again, not only is it that he hasn't had a world title, but it is just the journey for Sammy. And he did say on a Stone Cold interview that, you know, the one thing he really wants is to just once, just once hold it up. And when someone does dethrone Roman Reigns, ideally it makes someone, ideally that person then arrives and they are a permanent fixture in the main event scene. I think Sammy Zayn's there regardless, but he does need that tipping over point and to be booked that way where you do take him seriously and say, you know what, he can rub shoulders with all of these guys. I just want him to look smart coming out of the honorary use thing, right? I don't want it to look like that he was dumb all along, that he like, you know, that he fooled himself into thinking that he was their friend and then they screw him over. I want him to be the mastermind. I want Sammy to be the genius who gets under the bloodline skin and then he gets what he wants out of the equation. The payoff would be great. Could make Sammy as a main event player. Uh, and, and as I say, I feel like for him, the crowd would accept it. Because Sammy has shown everybody from his work at WrestleMania this year that had no right to be as good as it was. It had no right. So I was, good. I was there both nights. I would say that was the loudest, dare I say. The crowd were like, entertained for sure more than anything yeah. else that weekend. Sammy made that. Sammy did it. Uh, I feel like when he gets his moment via Roman Reigns or whoever, the crowd will love it. So, Joel Paro, I'm going to give you a chance to get back into this. <laughs> By, uh, this is SP's three reasons why this should or shouldn't happen. Eddie Edwards dethroning Josh Alexander as Impact World Champion. Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Edward Edwards is not the guy. Edward Edwards is in a rudderless story in impact right now it is not good honor no more has not been a good story edward edwards is the last person that is going to have a banger match with josh alexander who is on a banger match world tour for all intents and purposes and the person who should defeat josh alexander right now isn't even back yet eddie edwards has a chance to basically redeem himself but it ain't through this. Honor No More has just been, uh, they're just talking for the sake of talking at this point. Every promo I've seen them cut, it's been the same shit and they say nothing. And we talk about it every week. There's nothing going on with Honor No More. Eddie Edwards getting the shot. Yeah, it was inevitable. If you watched Impact, that's the way it was going. The match will be okay. It'll be fine. But good Lord, it no. 
Ed, Edward Edwards is not going to win that Impact Championship. He should he should not. This is not his time. No, no, no. Who's the Who's the person that's not back yet that should be Josh Alexander? Matthew J. Cardona at Hard to Kill. That's fair. That's a two point a two point serve right there. Good job. Thank you, Alex McCarthy. Someone who has almost zero to no knowledge of uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, Try your best. SP's three reasons why Eddie Edwards should dethrone Josh Alexander. No, I, I would go with, you know, Joel's line of thinking. Uh, three reasons why he, he shouldn't. Uh, Josh Alexander, for me, his rise to that title was one of the best organic things Uh when I was, you know, obviously I haven't been covering wrestling as a day-to-day basis in my new job, but when I was, and I was paying attention to Impact, his surge towards the title was one of my favorite things that I had seen in a while, like his kind of wrestling machine-esque rise. Um, Eddie Edwards, is that really the guy that that gets to to end that kind of meteoric run from amazing tag team wrestler, mid card talent all the way to main event based on just how amazing you are in the ring. To me, that's not the way that you would dethrone someone like Josh Alexander. I do like Joel's idea too of Cardona getting the rub, you know, like he, I feel like he's really gone out of his way to earn uh, a, a new kind of, you know, a fresh coat of paint since he left WWE. That's putting it lightly because a man's completely reinvented himself in many ways. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey's around, isn't he? Why can't, why can't he be someone who 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 gets in the mix? You know, he he would be someone who could take things, is fresh, takes it to the next level, is having match of the year contenders left, right, and center. That's the kind of talent impact should be pitching their 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 what's the even phrase there? Their stable? I don't know. Pitching their horse to? Fuck knows. Either way, that's the kind of guy. You know, you should you got lightning in a bottle with Speedball Mike Bailey. It should be someone like him. Uh, I just feel like Josh needs to have a real banger when he drops the title so you get the full benefits of what he was as champion parlayed into the next one so take that with your lack of impact knowledge sp3 no no well done alex, well done alex, you you alex, said you said alex, the magic alex. word speedball speedball mike billy that's, that's alex, all I alex mccarthy who do you think defeats matt cardona for the impact world championship jesus christ he how said, far he I'm, said speedball he said speedball the guy Josh alexander don't know i'm kick saying you out but already. i'm saying i'm saying did Joel just unmute himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes. <laughs> the power of Joel. The point, was, the point was Josh loses to Matt Cardona. And the point is, Cher, what, name three, reasons, three reasons why Eddie Edwards should or shouldn't dethrone Josh Alexander. He shouldn't. One, because his name is Edward Edwards. <laughs> Two, that's because, gonna be more than one point. It has to be because <laughs> he is very unmemorable. And you said Eddie Edwards, and it took me a solid thirty seconds to remember what he looked like. And three, um, I just—he's not that guy. Like, he—he uh, he just isn't it. And I do think that Matt Cardona is the one that will do it but um also josh alexander has been doing great and he has just he's been that guy and i don't think that it's time for him to lose it yet also i don't fucking watch impact so 
<laughs> that was great. That was great. That was great. They, man, the people that don't don't watch it every single week, unlike Joel Pearl, they did better than him. Joel Pearl, though, <laughs> I'll give you another chance to redeem yourself here. Can I just say, Should... before we move on from that, I, I like Ace Austin. Just want, just want to chuck that in there. I like him very much. Out of Impact Wrestlers. The the other right answers uh, besides Speedball, Mike Bailey, was Ace Austin and Chris Bay. But they don't like Chris Bay. Chris Bay. He, 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 uh, Scott Demora feels about Chris Bay what Gato feels about Naito. But <laughs> uh, Joe Pearl. Joe Pearl. By uh, three reasons why the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship this season. Strong team, big hearts, can't lose. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, that my is, God. That is like, that is like a, a five-point answer. You didn't even give me three reasons why, but you're, you, you, you've you already three. tied share. That was, that was the, you already tied share. You're up to 40 here. Share three reasons why the Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA championship this year. You could be should or shouldn't. Should or shouldn't win the NBA championship this year. There's I only mean, one right answer, though. They should because they're the Lakers. And that's really the only reason that you need, honestly. So mm. Solid, solid, solid uh, 10-point answer there. So you're up to 50. Uh, Alex McCarthy, three oh. reasons why our Los Angeles Lakers Christ. should win the, the NBA championship this year. Um, Darvin Ham is going to figure some things out, SB3. Most notably, how Russell Westbrook can maybe play off the ball. He'll be the first man to figure this out in a decade or longer. Um, AD is going to be healthy, <laughs> touching all the wood that I can find. That's not a euphemism. Um, <laughs> uh, and third, uh, God, I'm just trying to think who we sign in free agency, if there's anybody that is worth a lick. Um if the trade with Kyrie doesn't get done, then THT is um, going to ball out this year. Cher, stop thinking about my word now. Stop it. <laughs> a great a great 11-point answer there by Alex McCarthy here. So with the I just final have scores... points for getting that comment made towards me. <laughs> <laughs> with the final scores of Alex McCarthy with 75... Uh, Share Delaware with 50 and Joel Pearl with 40. Joel Pearl, you've been eliminated. Any final remarks before you go? I mean, the best part is that I don't have to come back next week. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the final round here on Pillar to Post. The champion, the rifle champion, Alex McCarthy defending against share delaware i want to check the uh the comment section here any super chats uh no and i'm not reading any of cadence comments so continuing on to our final round here final bell these are some good ones some good ones here because i know the both of you very well so (laughs) so my first one for the final bell this is directed at Cher first as the challenger. Okay. Book the first five cast members of a wrestling-themed challenge series. Oof. All right. The first five. 
Yes. Male or female. Yes. Also, I just noticed that your name says Black Max Kellerman. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to go Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Because mm. I think that our dear friends that we interviewed, Polly and Kara, they are much like them. And they are both all, you know, super CrossFit. Seth's not super smart. But Becky is, so, like, I think that they would be a good balance there. Um, then let's go Jade Cargill. Because everyone is going to want to be in an alliance with her ass. No one is going to want to go in a hall brawl or anything like that against her. Um, then let's say... You know what? Let's just throw in Miz for the hell of it. Because he has done them. And he's going to have different ties to everybody because of that. So is he going to align with the wrestlers? Or is he going to align with his real world people? And then as the last one, let's go. Hmm. I want to see... hangman because i feel like he's such a different personality and he's so sarcastic and he would be one that might rub people the wrong way and he's not like super physically intimidating so they might underestimate him as well so i think that he would be a good one as well solid answer from share alex since you you regularly don't have the challenge out in the UK. I, I know, know because I've been here. I've been here for a while. Name six, three guys, three males for a wrestling themed Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um. Uh. All right. Uh. Well, I mean, they have to be single. Are we doing this, or do? Oh, can I break? Can I break? You can, can. You can. You can. You can roll the dice. You can oh, roll shit. the dice. All right. Do well, whatever you get, want. Let's get Biggie in there, right? Let's get Biggie in there. He's uh, he, he, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, listen, we we all want the best thing to Biggie. He actually is single in real life. Give that man some love. He deserves to be loved. There's too he much needs someone to seize his season his damn food. He was eating plain this ass turkey the other I day. Saw that. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of world are we in? Um, Biggie. He's the number one draft pick, right? He's in there. Uh, another single man is Sami Zayn, who is entertainment on TV. Um, what, you're, not, you're saying he's not single? He said he was on Austin's interview. Uh, well, he just had a baby recently. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm he's sure rolling he, the dice. I I'm told sure, you you're rolling the dice. I'm Go sure he said. Anyway, he's cutting that baby off. He's going into <laughs> Love Island, right? <laughs> and uh, you know the man is maximum entertainment. Uh, I want to see him That's go true. to work in the house. I want to see him clumsily flirt with uh, with the ladies around the villa, as it is over here in the in uh, in Europe. The brand, as as Jeremy would call it, the country. Um, yeah, <laughs> the country of Europe. Um, and the third one would be um, maybe I'd put CM Punk in there because he'd hate everything, right? Like he's he's like ninety, but he used to be this lady killer that everyone talks about. Um, but but he'd get so bitter about everything that's going on because one of the best things about Love Island is like when someone starts chatting 
to who someone else is with. And then all this little, uh, you know, underbelly of resentment starts to build. He would be good entertainment. He'd lose his shit at everything. He'd be so horrible and jaded. Um, he has I'd gone like from 55 years old to 90. During this dramatically <laughs> during this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let me tell you, that's that's a that's a good trio. Do I need to do the women too? Does that need yes. To yes, you got to do the women. Right. Um... <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Nia Jax. Oh God! <laughs> Listen, it'd be good TV. Don't tell me it wouldn't. Nia Jax in there looking for love. Uh, man, you know she she she's she's a dominant force she's not like most girls yeah she would be acquiring like talent you know she would she 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 would be uh a dominant force in that villa and it would take a certain kind of man to to, to rise so yeah there you go nia Jax is in there um <laughs> Just, uh, you gotta be so careful uh <laughs> You know, I'm 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 putting Trish in, right? Trish Stratus is going in just because I still think she's hot as hell. I'm um, signing up for that damn show if Trish yeah. is going in. <laughs> I think we, I think everyone, everyone is going. Listen, I, I was uh, way before I had to be a professional. I was I adored Trish as a teenager. She she was she was my girl in those days, and I I, I I've seen her in the flesh and on TV. This she's still amazing. She she's still amazing. She's more attractive now than she was then. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, One more. She's in her forties. One more. Sensational. Um, One more. Thinking about Trish too much. I am. It's thrown me off the topic, to be honest. I was thinking about her from the jump, and I'd go, "Quick, get get out your head, Nijax." Um, I I had to have something. Um, That's why you mentioned knocking on wood earlier. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Meeting it. Um, Jade, let's go, Jade Cargill again. I'd like Jade in there. Um, she she's hella hot as well, by the way. Um, that's a lot of women. Uh, and, and again, I would like to see Sami Zayn try to crack Jade. Cargill. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's gold. I want to see it. Oh my god! That would be amazing. <laughs> see, that, just that, that was gold. You you, you you think the pics in isolation are, are curious, but now you see the picture unfolding. This yes. is no, we still dynamic. we still don't agree with Naya, but <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Well, they have gotta be there's gotta be one Danica, uh, the woman who tries with a whole bunch of men and exactly. gets turned down. So exactly. I'm gonna give the point to Alex for the Jay Cargill and Trish Stratus additions to I rubbed Jay from Chad, but it's fine. You, you you pulled it out, you pulled it out in the end there. So the next topic, Alex needs one more, Cher needs two. So we'll start with Cher here. How does Triple H fix the Liv Morgan dilemma? Because this has been the one obstacle for Triple H during his whole one-month routine so far. How does he solve his underdog babyface who is getting booed in some places? I mean, he's got to have her lose it, which sucks, but... It's just, it was bad booking and it was bad booking to begin with 
for SummerSlam and he was that was his show like Mm -hmm. they the way that they did it was just bad and um so I was at a baseball game last week and Liv was there it was WWE night and she threw out the first pitch she got huge reactions there from people that aren't big wrestling fans you know so the people that are big wrestling fans don't like what's going on and then there's the people that are like weirdly ronda rousey stands but like (laughs) i (laughs) i just think that they kind of ruined this for her because i don't think that she should be turned heel and i i don't think she's very good as a heel either i think that she's a person that's meant to be a baby face and they just kind of ruined it and she's gonna have to lose the title and then maybe get it back at some point, go on a big baby face run and maybe get it back. But I just, I think that this is it for her because they, they did this to themselves. Alex, same question. How does Tripoli solve the Liv Morgan dilemma? Honestly, Cher made good points, man. Like SummerSlam, me and you have discussed this ad nauseum. What the fuck was that? Like that, that you try, you know what? Say, say what you want, I guess, about AEW. But my feeling was they really did try and make Adam Page when he was given the belt for the first time, right? They gave him hot feuds out the gate. You got Danielson and he goes over Adam Cole over. Like they, I know that he ends up dropping it to Punk, but they did put partnering with people that was a big deal for him to beat as champion. Too often in WWE, you become champion. You know, I'm thinking Seth Rollins' first reign here and your first fuse with Kane. No one believes Kane's going to take the title, but they think that these uh, defences will, like, build up the credibility, you know, and you're, the longer the run. WWE have a horrible habit of doing that, or they have done historically. Um, if he really want to make Liv Morgan, if you're going to put the briefcase on her in the first place, do the surprise, you have to go all in. Do you believe she's going to be a top player or not? Like, you can't dilly-dally the way you are. And I think that's why fans are smelling it a, a mile off. Is she going to be the champion or not? Is this just another Nikki A.S.H. where you've done the shock value moment, but she's not really going to be the girl? And, and I think that's the problem. When I've watched um, Liv's documentary on the network, Jesus Christ, like, you want nothing but great things to happen to her. She's had a truckload of shit in that company. For years, she's been there, you know, eating that. And finally, she kind of gets the moment. We'll do her justice then. Book her properly. If you're going to go in, show me how she could be. But you you knew, and we knew, speaking about it before SummerSlam, there is no way WWE would feasibly book Liv Morgan to beat Ronda Rousey, like, properly. Uh, It was never going to happen. And as a result, we've ended up with this weird uh, status at the moment where Ronda's kind of, you know, trying to be a baby and now Liv is stuck in this weird tiresome limbo. I think they've made their bed. They should have You tried making her out of the gate. Um, the only way you could, re- even if you recovered that now, it wouldn't have the same effect. They had the chance. Well, Cher did have the first opportunity to answer the question and Alex just compounded on top of that. So I got to give the point right. to Cher Delaware. It's even at 1-1. Our final question, a person got fired this week. Another person got hired. But if you were in control of WWE backstage, who would you hire, Jeff Jarrett or the road dog, Brian James? We'll start with the champion, 
Alex McCarthy this time. In WWE? There's a question. In WWE. Fuck me. I mean, how could it be Brian James? Like that man has been begging for a job like there's no tomorrow. Um, and he, he didn't care where it came from. He was like, you know, AEW's pretty shit. You probably need me. I can fix them. Uh, yeah. And then he was like, oh, Triple H is my pal. So, you know, bring me back, brother. Like that man was just scoping for a, a job. I, I don't know if I agreed with a single thing I saw that come out of his podcast. Not one. Every article that I've, I mean, obviously I didn't listen to it, but every article that I've seen of it, I just think, man, what is this guy doing at this point? You know, he was he was part of the process in NXT and he wasn't, you know, allowed a great deal of influence. That was down to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. He was a cog there. When he had a higher influence on SmackDown, I mean, listen, people were, were angry, right? Things went downhill from the, the highs of 2016. And then very quickly, we kind of lost that. You know, Ryan Ward's work was scuppered by Road Dog at that time. Um I mean, Jeff Jarrett, I can't speak to his creativity in the WWE world, but the ingenuity he showed in making, you know, uh, TNA in the first place is is worth noting. And unless we forget, yes, that's had a funny brush down the years um, where TNA ended up going under Dixie Carr, but there were glory years in TNA, right up till about 2010-ish, I would argue. So um, Jeff Jarrett, how much of that is, is, is directly responsible to him? I guess that could be debated and argued, but he certainly was a part of it. And if I was to make a, just a choice between the two, it's easy, Jeff Jarrett. Easy. Sure. So what's really weird is this job was actually Adam Pierce's job. And Adam was doing that and the road stuff and producing. And it was, that's too much for one person. So they hired JJ to take over the job from him. And I don't understand any world where your name is not Shawn Michaels or Paul Levesque, where you would choose Road Dog over Jeff Jarrett. Like that man was basically on Twitter with like, will work for food signs. <laughs> like he wanted a fucking job somewhere so bad. He like, it, it, shitting all over one place and then begging over here like he's he's a mess he is a mess and he's also an idiot but like that's beside the point i i was not i mean i was in nashville i did not watch the rick flair last i was actually at home by the time rick flair last match came and everything but the videos that jeff jarrett did leading up to that I did not watch them until I was there and they had them on the big screen. That was amazing. The creativity and all of that and everything like Jeff did so good in that. And I just think having him is always an asset in a producer or whatever standpoint. The man clearly knows about wrestling. Like he, he did TNA was good. I mean, I actually watched it then. So he he does know what he's doing with wrestling and i think that brian james just has a job because he's their friend kind of like when his brother got a job in nxt timing because it was his brother you know like that i that's just the way that it is and it's politics and that's wrestling and that's what happens but i would not choose him ever it's fair because yeah, both basically said fuck Road Dog, but 
Alex did say it first, so I'm sorry. Everyone. You called on him first, of course. Alex he said McCarthy, it first, like... my brother from an Irish mother, is still the pillar to post champion. Alex, well, share. Do you do you have any closing remarks? You were this close. You were this close. I didn't want it this way, share. I didn't want it this way. You were so close. You were so close. Uh, you were no. in. You were within a hair of winning. I don't think I have any closing remarks. I mean, my mom's Irish too, so. <laughs> there you go. You're my, she, you're my sister from from. Uh, and she's redheaded too. Like, oh wow, oh, man, super the whole nine yards. I like yeah, that. I mean, I'm halfway on one of these sides. <laughs> but so thank uh, you, Cher. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been working this whole time, so. <laughs> so. Was this our first time on screen together, Cher? It was, right? It was. There you go. It was. We've all won, we've all won today. <laughs> we've all well, won. SP3, I hope you enjoyed. I, I have to tell you a funny story, though. Alex and I are both very dumb, and we couldn't figure out <laughs> how to text <laughs> internationally. <laughs> and so Don't worry. We, we that, were both that took just, me a while. We were both messaging each other like, I texted you. I didn't get yeah. it. I texted you. What the you. fuck is your area code? <laughs> well, we did not well, figure it. took us like a half hour to figure it out. Another <laughs> consolation prize for you, Cher. If you saw that finger, my, my daughter was clicking on you. So she thought you won. So, so that's because I, I always tell her how pretty she is. So exactly, she loves me. Exactly. Exactly. But Alex, you are the champion. It is your solo time. Take it away. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, so next time you guys can actually see me is still with Fightful this Friday. I'm going to be on coexisting with Maggie, my girl Maggie. There you go, that European theme. Uh, and, of course, Rob as well. So can't wait to do that with my guys on Friday. Love that show. Love those two guys. So very much looking forward to that. Every Monday, you see the dynamic. Me and SB3 are back with Sati Niangi, the most charismatic man you'll ever meet. Uh, on Monday nights on ITR Clips, which, of course, is an Inside the Ropes show. Uh, so come and join us to talk about wrestling every single week. I should have a big interview with an AEW guy this week that I'll be dropping on Inside the Ropes in the near future. Uh, and then I will be at Clash of the Castle next week. So if you guys want live coverage of what goes down that whole weekend, I will be in Cardiff and I will be doing some interviews as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, and thank you. For watching once again i can't wait to not come on this show for about another three months and fuck jeremy off well don't worry alex the next time you're on this show i'll take that burden from you and yeah. i'll take the pillar to pose championship because i am sp3 the black max colorman the greatest host in the greatest edition of pillar to pose for share delaware for joel pearl he's canadian for that other guy this has been Pillar to Post on Fightful Overbook. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And Caden, see, I left you the best for last. Caden says, can't wait to slap SP3 in Chicago. I will give you a wedgie and give you a swirly because you used to get that when you were in sixth grade before you skipped all those grades and went to college. So this has been Pillar to Post on Fightful Overbooked. I am signing off. You'll see me on FMC. Later, y'all. Have a good one.